Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. And welcome once again to another episode of the Retro Red Octopus Cephala Podcast. That's the only show that celebrates all the spooky things that made growing up awesome and creepy. We are part of the Dorkening and Anabriac Podcast Networks. As always, we are brought to you tonight by Deadly Grounds Coffee, Coffee for Zombies, and also the Living. I am your host, my name's Parasite Steve, a.k.a. All Hallows Steve, and hey, you know, you can call me that for another few days, because Halloween's still not here yet, but it is around the corner. So sadly, the spooky season is nearly done. This will be our last episode of October. We've had some, a lot of fun bringing you some creepy episodes this year, and I'm glad, uh, I'm glad we did. I had a lot of fun. Uh, with me this particular week are, uh, as always, my phosphorescent friends, Nintendo. And my shirt glows in the dark! Oh my god, it's true. I can I can see it. We have the video on. I can see it. It's true. And uh, 8-Bit Alchemy! Hey, you know what they say. If you don't glow, now you glow. I, I hope a lot of people are going to glow after this episode. Me too. Not mm-hmm. because they're dying of radiation poisoning. No, but because they 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 now know stuff they didn't know before. So uh, we have tonight for you, in case you uh, didn't bother even reading the name of the episode. I feel like we do that joke every week, but, you know, it always works. I, I'm not going to stop. Um, <laughs> and nor should anybody, nor should anybody. Um, we are doing an episode tonight about uh, glow in the dark toys, which is a subject that I think we can all weigh in on and. Everybody has some experience with some sort of glow-in-the-dark toy or apparel or something um, that they they will think fondly of, hopefully during this episode. And uh, maybe we'll remind you of some stuff and uh, maybe teach us some stuff you didn't know. Um, to start things off, I think it would be really cool if you guys don't mind, um, you guys being the host, because... Because the retroids, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna listen either way. I think at this you point, have, you have no choice. I mean, you yeah, can't hit yeah. pause. You can't. You can't. Yeah, you're, you're we took away listening. that function, so if yeah. you guys are stuck with us. Check, check your phone right now. It's not there anymore. It's not there. In fact, you can only rewind. Um, we and That's this it. is how we we altered the timeline. We altered the timeline. Uh, pre, it was like like five minutes ago. We just did it. We did. Uh, so so you have to you have to listen. So if you guys don't mind the hosts, the octo hosts, uh, I would like to get into some 
history and some just factoids. Uh, I don't want to be like extraordinarily like, you know, deep divey with this, but I thought it would be kind of interesting if we, uh, you know, answer the question, how do things glow? You know, these, these toys we remember, how do they work? Um, I think that it's best to break that answer down into two parts because there's really two major ways that, uh, that this happens. One way is, uh, is, is reserved for like plastic toys. So like action figures also like, you know, if you had a t-shirt that glowed in the dark, like like Nintendo does, uh, you know, anything like that, that's a sort of plasticky material. Uh, that is one way. And the other way is a whole category of glow toys that I think absolutely, I feel like everybody in America has played with at some point, And that is glow sticks and glow sticks work in a completely different way. So I thought it would be cool to start, um, with that. So how does stuff glow when you're talking about glow sticks, how do they work? Um, so I'll start us off, you know, like I said, everybody knows these things, you know, if you use them for camping or trick or treating summer nights in the backyard, um, you know, uh, 4th of July, I think everybody plays with glow sticks and or glow bracelets and, uh, or has at some point in their life. Uh, so basically, you know, you know, take a glow stick, first of all, uh, everybody knows how, how it works, right? You take it, you, you snap it. And, uh, and then it just starts to glow and you kind of shake it and all the liquid kind of mixes together and you have yourself a bright, glowy, fun toy for a, a you know, couple hours anyway. Although I do remember putting them in the freezer when I learned that that extended the life of the glow stick, but yes. really you, you just got to let it go. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to let it go. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So what's happening here? Um, when you when you actually snap the glow stick what's happening is there is a a very thin glass tube that's in there and inside the glass tube is a solution and outside of the glass tube is another solution and they mix together so uh the um there's a chemical called oxalate ester and an electron rich dye that's already mixed together inside the vial and then outside is is just hydrogen peroxide, basically. And um, when you snap it and the two mix, that is just what happens. That is the chemical reaction of those of that cocktail. Uh, it produces light. Um, pretty crazy. So um, that that's the basic mechanism of how they work. And to to answer the question of like when they were invented and a little bit of history. We have we have eight bit alchemy with a little. Piece. Oh hi, oh yeah. Well, you know, I I I have so graciously been given some some wonderful research um, by our host, and and I would like to inform you uh, when glow sticks were invented. Uh, well, when the, was it? I don't remember what. Well, I, I well, okay, all right. So glow sticks were invented in the 1960s. Uh, Edwin A. Chandras, a Brooklyn-born specialist in organic chemistry, is widely heralded as the original founding glow father. The glow father. He happened across the chemical <laughs> compound required to make glow sticks almost by accident. It was on purpose, but it was almost an accident when experimenting with luminol. However, at least five glow stick type devices were awarded U.S. patents in the 1960s and 70s, but none of which went to Edwin Chandros. Oh, feels wah, wah, kind of bummer. like a ripoff. Yeah, right? he didn't. 
you know, you know, he didn't do it. That's the thing. Right. You got to actually, you got to go go after those patents. They don't they don't come to you. Yeah, patents don't patent themselves. You no. know, Pat Patent no. Oswald does, but all mm -hmm. the other patents, all the other patents besides the Oswald guy, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you got to go get them. Got to do it. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, Michael M. Rauhut of American Cyanamid, an industrial chemical manufacturer, developed Chandros's findings to create chemical light products. And his team at Stanford University improved upon Chandros's work to devise a new type of oxalate ester called phenyl oxalate with increased glow power. What? what? Blast processing, oh, but for lovely. your glow stick. Um, yeah oh yeah it, it's it's glowier uh <laughs> and so they actually gave this 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 substance a new trademark uh they called it sialum sialum cyanamid sialum it's all branding people clever clever yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. that's it and uh and, and though my host bequeathed upon me this this research uh the information does come from a 2015 article on glowtopia.co.uk titled the history of glow sticks and if you would like to dive deeper into that information go right ahead uh yes, credit where credit is due absolutely. absolutely they did a great job and it's a very interesting article and it lays a lot of stuff out i thought that was just kind of a little bit of interesting just basic history as to you know it's like well how long has this stuff you know been around or whatever Right. Um, yeah. Uh, Nintendo, you want to take us home? Sure. Um, just, just hop right in my car. And I'll just take you guys right home. Whoopee! Uh, Whoopee! It's, hard, it's harder to do over Zoom, but um, I'm sure we oh, can do something. Fine. Uh, do you have any popsicles? <laughs> <laughs> I got some town RPMs. <laughs> <laughs> mm, my favorite. Where is Rolls Rolls Town RPM's wings? I, I would like to add Bill because it's coated in candy. <laughs> anyway. All right. So, yeah. So, how did glow sticks become a popular toy, you may ask? Hmm. I mean, well, I'm about to tell you. Question. I might that ask that. I, I mean, because it goes. I'm about, to, I'm about to tell everyone right now. Oh, yeah, because okay. it starts and it's just like we're talking about like just labs. And like, you know, mm -hmm. these guys are patenting this stuff over 10 years or whatever, but they're not really doing much with it. Right. I mean, they're just like accidentally on purpose making glow sticks. Yeah. I feel like they, they didn't even know what the application was necessarily going to be. They right. Just, right. Like, were, you know, they were developing the technology of the chemical, you know, of this reaction. How, how can we right. improve upon it? Make it glowier as, as 8-Bit said. Right. And, uh, Bump then... up the glow. Bump it up. <laughs> <laughs> Bump it real good. <laughs> All right. Anywho, the story goes that glow sticks first emerged on the gig scene back in 1971, introduced by the son of a factory worker whose company was hired by American Cyanamid to assemble uh, glow sticks. He and his friends hauled backpacks filled with glow sticks to a Grateful Dead concert and the uh, I'm sorry, at the Yale Ball in New Haven, Connecticut, which is pretty cool because uh, 
Connecticut is like you know right below us. It's like right, right, right down, it's like, down there. Like Connecticut's the like our pants. Right. Right. Yeah. I blow mean, us, Connecticut. <laughs> Anywho, a few songs in, they started cracking open the glow sticks and handing them out to people in the crowd. Chaos ensued as amazed fans started throwing these never-before-seen glowing sticks around in the dark. It brought the whole gig to a standstill. Damn. <laughs> but the, I bet, like, Jerry was like, hey, what's going on over there? Hi. I, I forgot what part of the song I was playing. Hey, My this name's is Jerry. Jerry. This is Jerry from the Grateful Dead. What are you guys doing over there? Yeah. And they're like, we know who you are, Jerry. We're here to see you. We know you're from the Grateful Dead, man. You don't got to say that every time. Jerry, we like you, Jerry. But these glow sticks are pretty cool. These are they're better. better they music. might be better than you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Come for the Grateful Dead. Stay sorry, for the glow sticks. Kill me in my sleep. That is pretty crazy, though. Like, think about that. You're at a concert and you've never seen anything glow before. And right. all of a sudden, yeah. like, everybody's like, just all these green, like, lines are just, just a, a hot <laughs> tech drop. Like, this is yeah. new technology. Yeah. You don't know. I'm about to blow <laughs> your goddamn mind. Seriously. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. It is crazy. Yeah. Now, as they say, you know, the rest is history. So, yeah. with the arrival of Acid House in the rave scene in the late 80s and 90s, glow sticks took off like a son of a bitch. They're all like, snap, <laughs> and then started throwing shit at each other, which is always a good time. Snap, crackle, rave, right? Yes. Yeah. When they were, when they were the, busy. That's the history of glow sticks. It is. And how we're when using them at clubs, parties, and festivals all over the world, and not at sex parties. That's well, probably there too. Anywhere where there's boots and pants and boots and pants and boots and pants and boots and pants and boots and pants or or lack thereof, lack of boots and boots and pants, and then you take them off. Yeah, pretty much. So, what what do you guys what do you guys remember about glow sticks? Like, where did you like use them most in kidhood? Like, you know, was it tied to a specific holiday, or was it you know sort of a summer thing, or you know, can you can you name like a favorite memory maybe that you guys had with uh, playing with either glow sticks or like glow bracelets? Because really, it's the same technology. All all of what I said about the mechanics of a glow stick of breaking everything, it's all the same inside a bracelet, just smaller. They're mm-hmm. little like little capsules of um, of the the mixture of chemicals and then you know the oxalate ester and stuff, and and then the peroxides just floating around in in the in the bracelet already same exact thing that's why when you when you have to like activate a bracelet you're actually like breaking it in many places along the bracelet you can hear like different cracks it's because there's little there's little pockets of like little glass that you're breaking along the way it's like right not as satisfying as the one good that a glow stick has but you know that's right same basic idea right 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 um my my memory of glow sticks would be at uh during uh, the fourth of July. The fourth of July. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, you know, just you know we go to the, the, the town uh uh the, the town park or whatever, wherever they people gather to watch the fireworks. Mm-hmm. Um I wanna say the the uh Fino Field here in here in town mm-hmm. um was a popular place back then and uh I remember uh Ah Fino Field. 
I, I I remember, you know, my my dad snapping the 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 glow sticks and and and, and he hands me one and I'm all like, Woo, fuck yeah, bitches. I was like eight years old, I'm saying fuck yeah, bitches. And yeah. um and uh I I said, Yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, American rules, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like, your dad's so, like, like throw and then you have to like like throw. You have to like throw throw the the glow stick. For you whatever reason, you have to throw it. You have to Hopefully jump. You jump. You have to up. leap in the fucking air. You gotta <laughs> jump. <laughs> that is a reference to a twisted sister thing that yeah. nobody is gonna get, but but us. Big hit, big hit, <laughs> what is it? Big hits, nasty cuts, sick hits. Yes. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah freaking great like who who doesn't remember like i feel like it's a very halloween thing but it's also a fourth of july thing like a hundred percent yeah and now obviously we have different colors than we had when we were kids i don't remember having a non-green one as a kid but now it's like yeah whatever color you want so obviously red white and blue for for the fourth of july here in america right yep yep yeah yeah, I think Fourth of July was definitely where I remember them the most. Specifically, like going to the, you know, the fairs and the fe- and like festivals and the vendors that would be selling them and getting the glow bracelets that you could, you know, put around your wrists and you could put, you know, make a connect a bunch together with, um, you know, to make a necklace or whatever, and then just had like the little linker pieces that you could yeah. just use to tie all yep. these thin ones together. And um, I don't know, it was definitely like the one of the coolest parts of fourth of july not just like getting fireworks and all that stuff but also you know glow sticks would be around and it was like what you would often do as a kid waiting for fireworks you know you'd like okay everyone gets glow stick we're gonna wave them around and run around and be in the dark and you know just kind of wave them all over try to write your name and shit like that and it was just cool because it never you know you didn't get them all times of the year um it was it you know as a kid like you only get them when they're when they're like put in front of you basically exactly fourth of july was it for for me and that really was a a huge part of the fun and there was also a variety of other like glow you know toys and stuff like that which you know weren't really using the same technology later they just kind of became glorified like flashlights or you know little light up wands or whatever but they're not really like glow in the dark they're just a light um but but the glow sticks and the glow bracelets and the necklaces and stuff those are the best yeah those are super fun yeah and i know um like joe and uh we've talked about this in the past but like you know putting them in like the halloween bucket yeah and go around trick-or-treating and i think a lot of a lot of kids did that um which is which is really just like so freaking perfect just throw a glow stick in there you have a cool spooky extra you know, Halloweeny, glowy pumpkin, or you can you can play Paul Bear and run around and go, oh my candy! Oh! <laughs> if you want, you can do that. If I mean, that's if you went as Paul Bearer. I mean, like, I suppose you could do it anyway. It would make more sense if you had the costume. But anyway, the um, uh, that was really fun. I also remember them at like carnivals too like you know when you were old enough to kind of like get dropped off like maybe in middle school or something when you started to be just that age where your parents would like agree to let you just walk around the carnival that was in town um with your friends um 
that was a that was a popular thing like you know you start to see everybody just walking around with you know it did become glow bracelets and glow neck necklaces more than sticks but um it was it was definitely fun to connect them in different ways like you said 8-bit uh, especially where more colors started to come out and you're just like yeah sometimes you're sitting there waiting for like back to fourth of july quick like sometimes you're you're just waiting for the fireworks and you're like how many different colors can i put in like next to other colors you're like oh i'll make one that's like yellow blue yellow blue and then i'll do yellow pink yellow blue and then i'll do yellow pink yellow green yellow blue <laughs> i don't know anyway it's just kind of funny and and uh fun like how silly how like fun something so simple can really be <clears throat> it's like yeah we, we don't actually need like to look at our phones all the time like there's like simple things can be fun but um it's almost yeah, like you have I, to you strip know, everything I, away to get I'm there i'm glad i don't have that problem mm. i'm watching his uh shirt glow in the dark <laughs> and him using his cell phone in case you guys don't get that because it's not a video podcast but yeah uh so pretty cool um i think you know i think that covers it but like mm -hmm. um glow sticks like what a freaking like seminal toy yeah so important to childhood yeah and i mean obviously they they grew to you know expand their uses to have other applications and you know like uh, obviously you know soldiers have use for glowing sticks uh you know cavers if you're going to explore a cave you know you're you're a spelunker and you yeah. gotta go down into the earth and you know you're gonna bring your glow stick you, you know crack that bad boy and uh at least that's what they do in cave movies i've never done it my i feel age. like a headlamp would just be better i know but then they run out of batteries i don't know <laughs> you charge up <laughs> yeah. i mean you know there's certainly but, there's plenty of applications but mostly fun Mostly, mostly fun. fun mostly fun and, i mean as far as a good I, application fun is a good application i was gonna say mm -hmm. yes yes agreed so okay moving on to the other thing the plastic toy portion of the episode so we are gonna just go into a little bit of just like we just did you know how does it work uh and then we're gonna start uh doing our more typical thing on retro redoctopus where we are presenting some toys that we remember from childhood that glowed in this way um and then we are gonna we're gonna do two and then open it up to the octoponder we asked the same question of our retroid so we're not going to answer the octoponder this week we got a bunch of really fun 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 answers i'm super psyched to get to of great just a great cross-section of all different toys people really came out with some really interesting stuff uh and then we're gonna uh have six more picks for the end of the uh episode and uh then we'll get out of your hair um so plastic toys how do they glow how the hell does it work well it's clearly not a chemical reaction like with glow sticks um so what how does it work like you know we know that you know to get it to work you're not activating it with like a snap you're holding it up to a light right so you have you know let's just say it's a it's a ball and you have a glowy ball like a koosh ball per, perhaps and you have your glowy koosh ball and you're like well i want it to glow so you you know you got a flashlight or something like that or even if you're if you're really smart and your parents are really extra cool you got a black light and the black light's going to charge that shit up right quick <laughs> and uh and then you know turn off the lights and it glows for a couple of minutes and it's it's neat it's like cool it's magic and how does it work um well the answer is phosphorescence phosphorescence is the answer uh in simple terms phosphorescence is a process in which energy 
is absorbed by something uh, and then released again relatively slowly in the form of light. So it takes in, takes in light and it gives light off. It's taking the energy and releasing. It's pooping out light is what's happening. It's, it's digesting the energy, the, the nutriment from your black light. It's like, and then it goes light. It poops the light. It's much cleaner. If we could get our bodies to do this. We, we that's would... actually how the people at Stanford explain it too. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's why I, I go there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so this this term phosphorescence comes from uh, the ancient Greek word phos, meaning light, and this Greek suffix phorus, meaning to bear, combined with the Latin suffix essentum, meaning becoming or of, uh, or having a tendency towards. Uh, phosphorescence literally means having a tendency to bear light. And the term was actually first recorded in the 60s, but not the 1960s, the 1760s. Uh, first recorded in 1760CX. Um, so that term, phosphorescence, actually goes back quite a while. Um, so most of the toys we'll be talking about tonight are uh, simply made with phosphorescent plastic. Um, so today, it's, it's pretty simple. Um, they actually, there are companies that manufacture little phosphorescent dyes in the form of either powder or sometimes it's like little beads. Like you can go online and you can literally find little melty beads, you know, just like, like, I don't know, Dr. Matteo was into making candles and she had a lot of different like scent stuff that was like that and coloring stuff and dye stuff. And they all come yeah. in like little meltable little thingies, little beads. And uh, it's kind of like that. It's just going to make it glow, whatever it is, if you melt it down and mix it with something um so at this point it's it's very easy and they come in different colors uh so you can actually get your uh you can get your your phosphorescent plastic to be pretty much how you want it to look um pretty cool uh the toys themselves um as i said we're gonna mostly get into that in our second half but we do have two for you right now before the before the break uh 8-bit uh yeah would you would you like to be the first to present a toy tonight my phosphorescent friend well well okay okay i can do it i okay. can do it for you okay okay, okay. Mm-hmm. yeah i, I can do, do it i do not have to okay I, wa- I will i, I want will. to I want, mm-hmm. I want mm-hmm. to. Oh, yeah. So I can talk about, uh, I have a couple of small ones that were really like, one of them I, I adored as a kid. And then the other one I just happened to have. Uh, so the one that I, I happened to have, and I, I did play with a lot, uh, was there were these puppets that were sold at Pizza Hut uh, for the 1995 movie Casper, the ghost who is not mean to anybody. Um, I think that and was the title, yes. I'm pretty sure, verbatim. Mm. And uh, they had them for $1.49 a pop. You could buy the uh, rubberized, plasticky, glow-in-the-dark hand puppets of all the ghosts from the movie. You had Casper and Stinky and Stretch and Fatso, which I feel like didn't age well i don't even know nope, if it started i don't know if it started well to be frank i, I feel like probably nobody loved that um, <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. But yeah, so these puppets were, you know, they were glow in the dark and they smelled like hell. I mean, they really were just stinky as shit and not just stinky. Yeah, like stinky all was stinky, four ghosts smelled, but they were equally stinky. stank. Yeah, all four were equally stinky. <laughs> Equally stinky. They really did smell quite bad. I mean, it was like the smell when you open a brand new action figure or toy, but like especially ones that are rubbery. Yeah, but like then a like mask, like a Halloween mask. If you right, one, but like wicked, it hasn't wicked been like wicked chemically. Like I can I can still smell it in my mind's nose. Like I I can picture <laughs> this my unique, mind's nose. weird stink. Yeah, um, I but can it was, too. I totally remember these. It, it very vivid, but they were great because they glowed in the dark. Uh, Casper, you know, glowed was was more white. The other ghosts were like this bluish kind of see-through color they looked great when they were you know not not in the dark and then when they were glowing uh you know they were all this this you know trademark green that like every glow in the dark thing seemed to be um uh, well every phosphorescent thing seemed to Mm -hmm. be right uh and and i used to always uh goof around with stretch because his hand was stuck out in like a finger pointed to the sky kind of way. Yeah, he was always like about he to. He was tell always you. like, mm, like I have to tell you. Yeah. Oh, what more thing? <laughs> so he was he was uh, ripe for making pick his own nose because yes. I would just position his finger backwards and just be like, eh, and just put it up his nose, and it was perfect. And I mean, there really wasn't a hell of a lot to do with these. I didn't love Casper to any extent, but uh, these puppets were cool. Um, You know, whatever. So those were one for sure. And then the other one that I had uh, was this sword, this plastic sword that I got from the Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey. Now, I must say, when people say Barnum and Bailey fast, it sounds like you're saying Barnum and Barnum and Bailey, and then you're like Barnum and Bailey. Barnum. Is his name Barnumum, or is it like Bar- Barnum, or is it like Cardamum? But Barnumum, yeah, I mean, you're like Barnum and Bailey, and you're like. I what think the fuck? I had a similar thought the first time I saw Willow, and uh, I was like Mad Mardigan. I'm like, is his name Mardigan, and he's and mad? he's mad, or is it just Mad Mardigan? Right, Mad like, Mardigan, no, one word. You know, it's just. It's just Mad Mardigan. Right, it's Mad Mardigan. Oh, if, if his name was Joe and he was mad, he'd be Mad Joe. And that's not as cool sounding. But Right. It right. Ain't. Yeah. Right. So so similarly, um, the Ringling it's Brothers, the, Barnum opposite, and Bailey. The opposite uh, of Mad yeah, Mardigan. Sim- similarly opposite. Barnum. They, they <laughs> at, the, at the Ringling Brothers circus, for those of you uninformed or who, you know, aren't haven't been to a circus in a while. It was a three ring circus at this point in time. Uh, but I had gone with a, a you know, couple friends and I was a little kid. And at one point during an intermission, we went over to the gift shop and they had this really awesome sword. And I, I found out later that I, it's called like the dragon master sword. Um, and it had a purple sheath. It was just a plastic sheath. It was purple, which, you know, has been one of my favorite colors, my favorite color forever. And so I just seeing that was super cool, but the blade itself was completely uh, floss fluorescent is what I was going to say. Completely phosphorescent. I thought you were going to say floppy. (laughs) Completely (laughs) floppy. Just lousy with flop. Um, No, it was, uh, it was phosphorescent. It glowed in the dark and it was just an awesome, awesome looking plastic sword. It Hmm. really had this great, like, you know, silvery shiny metal hilt, 
and then the blade had this like yellowy, you know, green. Like you could tell by looking at it that it was going to glow in the dark. You know, it just had that look to it. Yeah, um, yeah. You can you could usually you tell. Can tell. You yeah. Which is tell. funny. Like going back to the Casper, like they really did not look like that. Those Casper puppets, like yeah, said they were the Casper was white and the three uncles were blue. Like they they very much looked like the colors from the movie. They just had a like a light blue hue to them. And and you they didn't look at all like they were glow in the dark toys, but you're right. A lot of stuff would be mm-hmm. like yellowy, and you yep. could just tell that it's yep. gonna. It had this like kind yeah. of yellowiness to it. Um, yep. But yeah, and there's there's nothing more to say other than I I loved this sword so much, and yeah. it was just a very random toy. You know, it wasn't something that I ever saw anywhere else. It really was unique to the circus. It, you mm-hmm. know, I feel like so many things now, a lot of times you'll just see like cheapo branded stuff that, you know, could have come from any place and they just slap their, their name on it. And they're like, okay, it's a circus sword. Now it's like, no, this literally this sword, I don't think existed anywhere outside of the Ringland brothers. So it was, it was really special and it looked awesome. And I, I loved bringing it around for Halloween and stuff like that because it glowed in the dark. Um, right, right. But yeah, it was it was, you know, just simple plastic sword. Good old classic fun. Who doesn't love yeah. it? And, you know, now that I think about it, like thinking back to like swords that lit up, usually they were battery powered. Usually like yeah. I can't. Yep. I really can't remember too many glow in the dark, like, quote unquote, weapons. I feel like they were usually just they didn't glow at all. Like I remember <clears throat> like everybody had the same like plastic double bladed axe in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from whatever Halloween star they just had it every year. They like always had the same double bladed ax. It's just, you know, simple, just not no skull on the top or anything like that. Just a simple, smallish double bladed ax. Feel like everybody had that. And there was always like a grim reaper scythe that everybody had too. And uh, they're just plastic. They didn't glow. But then you started to see like battery powered glow in the dark things like lightsaber wannabes, basically when that technology sort of took off. Yeah, I, I don't re- recall having too many glow in the dark like swords or anything. So that, that is pretty cool. Yeah, it was That's neat. A good memory. Nice, nice. Thanks a lot, man. Those yeah. two good ones. Um, so I will uh, deliver one. So this will kind of pair nicely with your first pick, your Casper puppets. I'm also going to do a puppet, a line of puppets from the 80s uh i think people listening to the show are going to remember boglins boglins were pretty fun i i loved them i had a couple um and they were created by jim henson company alumni tim clark maureen trotto and larry mass for the seven towns company back in 1986 and fun side note i've actually done three conventions with tim clark who is a very nice guy he's always there selling boglins because they are back but we will get to that uh so one of the cool coolest things about these uh were not um the fact that they glowed because they didn't entirely glow they had one glowy component but the first thing you'd see about them i think when they were on the shelves is the packaging. The packaging was so incredibly cool. It looked like a, yeah. like a crate, like a wooden crate. Yeah. And, and in the front they had these uh, bent, they looked like they were bent metal bars as if they were, you know, trying to get out, but couldn't fully bend them out of the way. And uh, they were just plastic, but you know, they looked really cool and they were painted to, to look everything. Everything was just, the presentation was so on point. It just looked yeah. so cool. And they had like this side, this side up arrows on the, 
on the sides and everything like they really went like hog wild for the theme it was really really cool so anyway uh there was there was three different big ones they were uh their names are dwork he was brown vlob he was blue and drool who was purple and yellow um so yeah they're they're just made from uh like uh, some weird kind of rubber that i i read was called crat craton like it's a it's a foam rubber that was used for certain things because they they really did have their own feel like they it didn't fully feel like skin but it was gross just to touch yeah. these things was yep. kind of gross yeah it felt like, very weird yeah because this was part of that like it's cool because it's gross sort of yeah. craze that i think really extended into the 90s but it, you know this was from 1986 so these were 1986 to 1989 were like the peak years of the popularity um they spawned they spawned two other lines the baby boglins which were smaller and the soggy boglins which were all water themed but the only the original Boglins had a glowing component, and that was their eyes. So it was kind of neat because you would, you could charge them up. You'd have your Boglin puppet, and um, charge it up with you know your flashlight, your black light, or whatever. Sh- shut off the light, and the only thing that's glowing is the eyes. So it's really it's like doing that thing that happens in like every cartoon right like in all old like looney tunes cartoons and tom and jerry and like all these old cartoons like that's what would happen if characters would go into the dark you would see their eyes and yep. so it sort of it sort of was like that it was kind of cool definitely not like a, a big selling point but it was it was a glowing component and i think it's worth mentioning because they were a very unique product and they used the technology in a unique way and uh, i think it's good to start with because you know they're just a little bit glowy but um, just uh, just cut to 2021 on this. Uh, as I said, uh, one of the original creators, Tim Clark, uh, paired up with Tri Action Toys to resurrect the line after almost 30 years. And he came up with a bunch of different variations on the originals. Um, one of them is called the King Line. They kind of look like the original colors, but they added like some extra horns and some just like small additions to the model it's 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 really like the slightly better version of them they look a little bit cooler but they pretty much look the same um there's also bat boglins where they um they're they're all like vampire themed and they have little wings on their arms and uh they're pretty neat but the the really really cool ones in my opinion and definitely the ones worth mentioning in this episode um are the dark lord goblins uh boglins um so they are fully glowy like the entire thing glows except for the eyes <laughs> the eyes do not glow they they went oh. for full opposite huh. uh, this is bizarro world <clears throat> and uh so they're actually pretty neat looking it's the the original three and they um slight slight differences they have some small horns where they didn't before and just just like some small differences but basically um you can tell each one you can you can see which one's who like you know who's who so one of them has become crazy clown he's just dressed up like you know painted white with a you know blue eyeshadow and a big gross like joker from the dark knight sort of messy lipstick sort of mouth kool-aid mouth i should say um and then another guy is blobkin he's done up like a pumpkin or a jack-o'-lantern um, so he's mostly orange and he has just some black around the eyes and the nose and mouth, like for that, that crenellation jack-o'-lantern <laughs> mouth, you know, the, yep, yep, yep. 
that, that game. And then the last guy I think is the best, who's uh, also definitely has the best name, and he's Bogabones. Not Bogabones, but Bogabones. And he's a skeleton, very cool looking, and they all glow like completely except for the except for the makeup like in strategic areas so like for instance the skeleton guy everything that well skeleton and the pumpkin everything that's black doesn't glow and it actually looks like great so when you see them actually glowing it's like all strategic it looks perfect the black part is black it should be black um i think the clown kind of looks the worst when he's glowing but uh the other two look really really cool um i really i really enjoy both blobkin and bogabones so definitely a really fun glowy toy so they didn't start out fully glowy it was just the eyes and then they went through all these iterations but the the final one the dark lords is just so glowy it's just so yeah. much phosphorus on glow yeah oh man so glowy really so cool. that's boglins um i hope you guys you know enjoy that i i i'm sure plenty of people out there had one i had one of the originals i had the blue guy i think his name was vlob i had one of the babies and i had one of the soggy boglins so every time they did a new thing i got like one and i remember the soggy boglins were actually kind of my favorite because they looked the least like the original guys they weren't just mm. like a big ugly face they were kind of like each one there was only three but each one had like it was like a different animal so there was a fish one a frog one and a lobster one and i had the fish one because he squirted water that's the <laughs> only reason that i wanted him not because i Extra thought he fun. looked cool i technically yeah i technically think he looked the worst but i'm like oh no i'm getting the one that squirts obviously right right all right <laughs> right i mean so anyway okay cool. so so that is that is that so um uh we are uh, uh pretty much done with our first half here uh i hope you guys are still having fun um <clears throat> so it is about that time uh so this week's octoponder all right we posted it to you on facebook and everybody came out like i said just really really great answers this week Question, very, very simple. What was your favorite glow-in-the-dark toy? Uh, so as I said, we're not going to be answering that because we're already answering that, basically, with what we're doing anyway. So why don't you guys think about that? If you, uh, if you are interested, you can find the pinned post on our Facebook group and weigh in. But obviously, we won't be able to read those. But we're going to read everything that's there at this point as, as, as of the uh, moment of this recording. And we'll do that that as soon as we get back so once you listen to some some ads and uh some cool stuff and you know ponder that and we'll be right back hello and welcome to the dorkening podcast network press pound to hear the available shows that strange show throwdown thursday loose cannon with jar jar jeremy Three Guys That Horror, the new and improved Super Retro Throwback Reviews, the Audio Files 2.0. This is probably one of Dwayne's worst films. Yeah, he's allowed to have a Tooth Fairy every now and then, sure. Yeah, this is a Tooth Fairy and then some, because it does not show the monsters tearing up buildings until the f last 20 minutes of the movie. That That's what right. the game is. It's fucking monsters tearing up a fuck a fucking city. Secret underground hideouts. Cinema with Harrison Smith. Dorks the podcast. The Dorkening. Black and White Fright. The Wicked Horror Show. 
Subscribe to all these awesome shows anywhere podcasts can be found. For more information, check out thedorkening.com. Super Retro Throwback Reviews Audio Podcast. If you like to hear the latest pop culture news with some smart-ass commentary as well as the latest movie reviews, then check us out. Also, we're a multi-award nominated podcast, so we're doing something right. God knows how that happened. So check us out on all major podcasts and distributors and check out Super Retro Throwback Reviews on all social media platforms. Patsy, the angry nerd, lover of science and sharks. And I'm Ashes Von Nightmare, the real housewife of Transylvania and mistress of Merlot. And, and we're, we're the hosts, hosts of the Throwdown Thursday, Thursday podcast. podcast, part of the Somebodies and Grand Guignol Networks. Join us each and every Thursday as we break down all the characters you love and love to hate. That's right. We cover characters from movies, television, books, video games, and even real historical figures. Plus, we discuss science. And wine. Like, so much wine. Like, all the wine. We also pit random characters against each other in free-for-all contests voted on by you, the listener, and reveal the results the following week. Did I mention the wine? Like, there's a lot of wine. So join us on our journey through pop culture on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. And we will will see you you next Thursday. And you are listening to Rancho Notorious. No, wait. No, that's Retro Redoptopus. It's about that time where we ask you, the audience, to octo-ponder this. Welcome back aboard, everyone. Now, before we took a break, I asked you this week's octo question, which was what was your favorite glow-in-the-dark toy? Hmm... Well, our our retroids, they got some answers. Let me tell you what. Let me tell you what. Okay, let's start with one of our favorite retroids, Colleen. Colleen says, glow-in-the-dark toys were the best. My favorite were my ceiling stars. I had every color and style that you could have. It literally was the beginning of my personal little rave cave. My bedroom was covered in blacklight posters, glow-in-the-dark figurines, and glow-in-the-dark wizard candles, dragon fountains, a rainbow-colored disco ball, Lamau. It was so lame, and yet so me. <laughs> well, you know what, Colleen? That doesn't sound lame to me, all right? That sounds pretty dang awesome, as far as I'm concerned. So I'm sure that was your own personal rave cave. Hell yeah. You decked that shit out pretty sick i want to see that Mm -hmm. dragon fountain actually adam letourno says so i'm gonna go with glow in the dark stars that i had on my ceiling oh it's just like colleen had i absolutely love those things because i had enough to color cover the whole thing which was awesome also i love this by the way the lego glow in the dark ghost that came with one of my castle legos was awesome i love that thing yes the glow in the dark ghost that had to be the first glow in the dark lego thing it must have been like I totally remember that, like in the commercial, like making a big deal, like oh, and the spooky ghost glows <laughs> in the dark. Like, <laughs> so <it's> spooky. <laughs> uh, 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 Josh Neelis says Duke Nukem. Wait for it. 
from the Captain Planet toy line is the king of glow-in-the-dark toys. Well, Josh, I'll tell you what, that is an amazingly good pick. It really is a really, really good pick. Uh, that character, Duke Nukem, for those of you who, who might remember, uh, was, uh, was a radioactive character that didn't look human at all. He had like, you know, rock, like he kind of was like the thing from fantastic four in like skin, just his skin was like that. And he had like a, like a Hawaiian shirt on and stuff, but he was, uh, he was a radioactive guy who would glow. So I think it's freaking awesome that not, it's not like all the other characters also glowed. No, like this was the one figure that did because it made sense. So and there's a lot of skin too. So like, like it was a great figure. Great, great, great pick. But Josh, I, I have to, I have to say, I disagree. This is not the king of the glow in the dark figures. I personally disagree, but I will get to the, what I believe to be the greatest glow in the dark figure of all time a little bit later. Josh also goes on to say, um, but NECA released a Muckman last year. And it's pretty sweet. I have that as well. So he's talking about Muckman from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle line. Uh, NECA has so many different concurrent Ninja Turtle lines right now, but one of them is they are remaking old figures and making them still look like the old figures did, just with better sculpts. And they're like a little bit bigger, I think. But they they very much are like the slightly better version. Like it's the one to have technically, but they do look like the old figure too. It's kind of weird it's like the it's a it, it's not twice as good it's like 1.5 as much as good like you know, it's weird <laughs> but they made they made a uh, muck man and his little sidekick joe eyeball always one of my favorite names of all time uh they both glow so that is fun um good great picks thanks josh um ashley greathouse said she absolutely had the glow i asked people if they had the glow like they were leroy green for this one and uh, she absolutely did, she says. So watch out, Shonuff. Um, I think my favorites were my glow-in-the-dark good luck trolls. Obviously, we all remember good luck trolls. And little, little, little dudes with the hair. You know, they were just everywhere. We couldn't get away from them. They were like the pop. They were the Funko Pops of the day, I think. But they obviously weren't licensed. But they did come in a lot of costumes. That's for sure. Um, yeah. Todd Gwazdowski... Sorry, man, if I mispronounced that name, not quite sure. Uh, I did my best. Don't forget Army Ants and glow-in-the-dark Robocop. Okay, so, so let me break this down. Army Ants are like little plastic figures that had like squishy rubber butts. And they were just like collect-a-thon type little figures. I think they came in, I don't think they were blind packs, but I think they came in packs of like a like three or so. I remember having them and the squishy butts, I just remember being purple and they were orange. So I, I had to look this up because I'm like, I don't remember them glowing in the dark at all. But it turns out that there was uh, there were certain figures where the squishy butt, because it's like, you know, it, it's like an insect butt, you know, it's mm -hmm. like the abdomen um, or is it the thorax? Is it the abdomen? What's the butt? The abdomen. The yeah, abdomen. Yeah, the abdomen. Okay. Yeah. okay, so the abdomen, it's like squishy and rubber. And again, it's gross. Eh! So, of course, you know, they're going to try to sell it. Um, some of them were glow in the dark, the butts, not the figures, but the butts. Um, and the Robotop, Robocop figures, yeah, they randomly uh, produced a line in uh, 1987 by Haya Toys. Haya! Put, put this out. And uh, <laughs> unlike 
Duke Nukem from Captain Planet, who made utter sense to glow in the dark. They just made RoboCop glow in the dark. Like he, it wasn't even like they had a glow in the dark version. To you know, like there's always a Batman figure that's like, oh, water action Batman, stealth Batman, like you right. Know, rubber dungeon batman i don't know like there's always random you're like that wasn't in the movie i don't remember the rubber dungeon but you know actually the regular batman kind of looks like he's ready for the rubber dungeon but uh, <laughs> right but yeah the uh especially that Bert, burton burton batman boy but um yeah he uh yeah just see the normal everyday robocop figure glowed which is so strange but he did and the funny thing is, uh, they actually, there was a company who just re-released it. Uh, Super 7 is the company. They re-released three classic RoboCop figures. There, there's a RoboCop, a damaged RoboCop, and everybody's favorite toxic waste thug, Emil Antonowski. And they all glow. How about that? Just came out. Kind of weird. Kind of random. I had no idea there was glow-in-the-dark RoboCop stuff. Um Phil Conti says, I had a Halloween costume in the early 80s. Well, that's cool. Cool story. Cool story, Phil. You had a Halloween costume in the 1980s. Great. Who didn't? Who didn't, man? Oh, maybe I should keep going. Uh, that was Skeletor. Oh, that, that's a better story. And the mask glowed in the dark. So much fun. That is really cool. That's yep. sweet. That's perfect. Because he, like Skeletor's face was always that, that glow-in-the-dark yellow color, sort of. That yep. you were talking about 8-bit. Like it was, it was like that pale yellow. Yep. Like, yeah, it doesn't the regular yep. one go in the dark? Just, it's like, no, he no. doesn't, but he should. He should, based on his luck. He should. I was uh, profiling you. Seriously. Randy Carter says, in the 80s, I had the Metallica Ride the Lightning shirt where the skeleton in the electric chair glowed in the dark. Ah, yes. I remember this so fondly. Everybody had this shirt, and it was like the edgy metal shirt for the longest time he said if i opened my dresser drawer in the dark it would scare the shit out of me <laughs> i wish <laughs> i still had this shirt but my mother threw it away because it was devil music geraldo said so on a talk show well i mean you can't argue with geraldo i guess uh <laughs> adding on to that and this is the fun that you get with the the facebook group uh christine aka mrs parasite had a she said she had a version of the shirt too Hers had the toilet said that said metal up your ass on the back. The um, it was the first time she got sent home from school for a dress code violation. <laughs> Lol. Lol. So funny. Uh, I and I, I think Randy then commented saying that that was the same shirt. It did have that on the back. So that's funny. Um, Mike Doherty, uh, an artist friend, great artist, Mike Doherty. He, I don't think has answered uh an octoponder this before so thanks for thanks for doing so mike uh, happy to have you in the group he says when i was little like seven or eight my dad brought home a bunch of glow sticks from work they were mill spec and we were at the beach and we spent the night throwing them like hand grenades at each other ah i'll never forget that night awesome memory uh, he also goes on to mention a line of toys i know very little about called micronauts he says the character Membros was his favorite and he had a glowing brain that was really, really cool. Um, and then another, uh, another friend, Dean Kaluzdi, another great artist. He uh, was like, yeah, Micronauts. I had Repto and he was amazing. 
So I don't know. I'd like to learn more about this toy line. I, I don't actually know that much about Micronauts. Yeah, me neither. Same. Kind of cool. Um, author Penelope Flynn. So awesome. She uh, she actually shared this post and answered it. Really cool to hear from Penelope. She was on our Slay episode when we uh, did that a couple of years ago. Uh, it was uh, the Here to Slay episode. It was five authors from that um African vampire collection that I was a part of. So Penelope says, my best glow-in-the-dark toy memory is the glow-in-the-dark slime. Ah, remember those childhood evenings after lights out, walking over to your younger siblings' beds with that hidden handful of slime, sneezing, then producing a handful of green glop? Or was it more fun to hang a tendril from your nose as you leaned over them? Remember, it's lights out so they can't call for the parents. Otherwise, we're all in trouble. <laughs> Love that. Bogies. So good. <laughs> that, that is an amazing, hilarious story. And I, I just, I love, I love that that happened. I didn't personally do that, but I love that it happened. And I'm so happy that you were the aggressor in that, Penelope. I'm so happy that you were the booger haver not the have because nobody wants it on like you know nobody wants to be the have the haver no. is fine no uh we got two more scott clevenger says the green ghost game granted it was a board game not a toy but the which i would argue is you know a kind of toy uh but the ghost himself frequently escaped the box to make cameo appearances as a kaiju fighting an army uh, uh, fighting my army men and causing the cowboys and Indians of my Fort Apache playset to untie against a common no, to untie. The word is unite, Steve. Read the word. It's not the word untie. <laughs> that doesn't make any freaking sense. Dyslexics <laughs> untie. Causing the cowboys and Indians of my Fort Apache playset to unite against a common enemy. That's pretty great. The Green Ghost we mentioned on an episode. Scott was on with uh, with our buddy Jeff Holland. He They were both here. They're from the Slumgullion podcast. We we did board game movie pitch sessions. Uh, you know, Basically, we pitched movies that don't exist that should exist that were based on board games, and it was just really fun and goofy. Um, Ashes Vaughn Nightmare will take us home tonight. She says... So there was this doll named PJ Sparkles, who was absolutely fabulous. Now, she didn't glow in the dark, but her accessories did light up and her pets glowed in the dark. They were called Sparklins and there was a bunny, a puppy and a bear. I had the puppy. They were huggable daytime pals who had a magical nighttime surprise Starry bodies that glow and eyes that grow sleepy when the lights are turned out. The perfect nighttime companion for kids who would eventually grow up to become sleepless night owls. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. That was an amazing array of different toys. Just awesome. We had every type of possible thing. Not, you know, I was worried that everybody was going to like all say the same thing or something like nobody repeated themselves other than like the bedroom stars, which was, you know, a great one. I, I remember, you know, oh, April, yeah. I mean, I, had... I almost picked that, you know, they, yeah. they were super cool. I had bedroom stars and I had yeah. bedroom Pokemon that I were put all over the friggin' place that would glow in the dark. I mean, those were awesome, but I just, I 
decided yeah. on other stuff. But yeah, those are some great choices, everyone. Yeah, yeah, awesome. So thank you guys. Thank you guys for, for all those amazing answers. Very, very cool. And, uh, you know, for those who still want to participate, um, you can find us uh, and on, like I said, on Facebook, and you can find our pinned post on the topic. You can also uh, find us on Twitter at Redoctopus or email us at Redoctopus at gmail.com. And if you like what we're doing, like right this very second, if you like this right here, this part right here that I'm talking about right here, if you like this, this personal thing, this thing's going on right now concurrently, uh, please leave us a review or a rating on our host site. All you got to do is search Pinecast Retro Redoctopus, and you can do that pretty easily. Uh, so once again, thanks to everybody. And without further ado, let's get on with the second half of the show. Awesome. So we have six more toys that we are going to present to each for y'all. I think we absolutely, there is no choice about it. We have to start with Nintendo because Nintendo uh, hasn't gotten to speak as much. So please, sir, mm -hmm. uh, yes. give us your first pick. If you, well, if you my first mind. pick, cool guy, would be the cool. Mad Scientist alien blood compound which was released in 1987 by mattel it's it's available in three flavors of oozing orifice these toys were basically just hollow hunks of rubber you can fill with alien blood a glow in the dark slime of fairly beautiful translucency and unique consistency you can see how pretty it was when you look at the packages like if you if you like looked them up you're like oh, i want one right meow right meow and then so like, when you say when you said compound, I was thinking like it was a playset, like it's a base, like a compound. compound. Oh yes, but yes. no, it's the it's the other definition. So it's like a, it's a it's a slime, basically. Yes. Okay. Back slime. Okay. Basically. Okay. Yeah. So it had uh you know uh three little figurines uh sold separately. Um. Uh, you would have Sammy sneeze, which the 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 ooze would come out of his nose and then Billy Belcher, uh it would the stuff would come out of his mouth and Oscar Irot, which I love the name by the way, um <laughs> shit just comes right out of his eyeballs. It's disgusting and I gross. fucking love it. So gross. See this was this was that 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 era of everything's cool because it's gross. Gross. So fucking gross. Yep. It's funny. Yep. It's really weird. It's so a I don't thing. So I don't remember. Um, I mostly remember stuff like Gak and uh, the the Nickelodeon slime. Uh, was that the same thing? Yep. Gak and no, Gak was its own thing, right? It was. Yeah, they were both Nickelodeon products, but Gak was different. Gak was more of a. It wasn't as translucent; you couldn't see through it, and it was. Um, it was more firm. Yeah. Um, like yeah. if you bought if you bought slime in a can. At, in those days are like you know they had ninja turtle brand they had the retro mutagen ooze and that actually did come with a little glow in the dark like demutated turtle with a little mask around his head you know that's because that's right. supposedly what happened if, yes. if they came into contact with the ooze again they would like unmutate or something i don't know how that became right like, yeah that certainly happened in the games anyway but yeah anyway yeah really weird they um they glowed but yeah, that was like more watery, so it yeah. really would make a mess. The Gak I thought was more fun to play with personally. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I feel like uh, yeah. with stuff like like this, you get like any dirt on it, and it's like oh well, it's there forever. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, you're throwing that out. <laughs> oh, <my God>. Yeah, <laughs> like oh well, time for another for one. For sure. 
Of course, yeah. no, my parents wouldn't no, buy so I, one. <laughs> I remember getting just a couple. Uh, I, I remember having a couple different the Ninja Turtle ones because I remember that the first one I had, well, I should say the second one I got was like, you know, a year later or something. Cause the first one dried up and when I, you know, it still came with a little turtle figure, but it was totally different. It was like bigger. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, it's so much. It's so amazing. Look at how, look at the quality. Look at the, look at the sculpt on this. It's so much better. <laughs> right. And, uh, and the Nickelodeon one, I think I only had maybe one gack or something, but it was, it was definitely fun. I don't think the slimes glowed in the dark, like in those cases, I don't, unless the, unless the Nickelodeon one did, but I don't remember the Ninja Turtle one doing that, but it should have like, Oh, that would have been perfect. Right. It's supposed to be like radioactive and stuff, right? Like, so this, this mad scientist toy line, I, I didn't, uh, I vaguely remember it, but I'm looking at it now and yeah, I see the, it's, it's like, so it's a package of a figure and like a little container of the slime. Yeah. Yeah. And there were three different ones that that's, that's really fun. Nice. For sure. Gross. And, uh, I just want to, I just want to throw this out there. Apparently they were safety tested. Oh, good. So, oh, good. You know, they, they, so that means that they, they like, rubbed did, them. Did they eat them? They, they, rubbed, they Well, they, they made they something. It, they they bathed in it. Nothing happened. So they ate safe together. To play with. They bathed together. They even shared the same piece of mint flavored dental floss. Oh yeah, we were very <laughs> very happy. Very very <laughs> happy. Only in this case, it was probably more like, you know, poor little albino mice having to do all that stuff. Um, but they were safety tested. Hmm. Uh, 8-Bit Alchemy, uh, do you got another pick, my friend? Uh, I do. We could, we could do that. Yeah, I do. Uh, right. So so I have, I have a toy here that really was more of a collectible, kind of a game, kind of a, kind of a figure, not really great at any one of those things but uh they are a toy known as crazy bones uh made by the company gogo also referred to as gogo's crazy bones uh they were a collectible toy from the 90s that resembled small blob like characters uh they were just kind of amorphous shape things with eyes and a mouth um that you could use to you could collect you could play various different games with them that were similar to like marbles or jacks with the idea being that you play with your friends and then when you lose your friends take your crazy bones and then you're like gah get back here with my crazy bones you son of a bitch (laughs) and then your friend is like haha i have math now i'm gonna leave and you're like ah you're just left on the playground sad with five less crazy bones um they were a toy that was originally designed and sold in spain uh they were a spanish toy that were brought to the u.s in 1997 and 98 by the same company and same man who brought so much joy with the craze of the pogs phenomenon uh that would be peter gantner and his company toy craze uh they were also a fan of crazy bones and they sold them here and uh like i said they were in they were sold in blind packs uh, and you would just receive a randomized bunch of crazy bones in each pack um 
most of them were normal colored. They had just, you know, the whatever paint scheme was supposed to be for each character. And then the eyes would, you know, look, look a certain kind of way and whatever they were, they were normal painted. Now you might be saying, why are you putting so much effort into describing normally painted toys? Well, it's yeah, because the I, gimmick I was about to, but, uh... the, the gimmick of crazy bones was that uh, in every pack, there were specially colored crazy bones. Uh, and there were a shit ton of varieties that you could potentially get. Um, now I will say that these toys, these, these little crazy bones were all pretty, pretty ugly, pretty dumb. (laughs) Like they weren't like, they weren't like gross out really. Yeah. It's just like, you know, they weren't cool. They weren't cute. They were just like dumb. I don't know. They just had like big over-exaggerated eyes and like big teeth. And like, they were just like, just like, so I don't know. Oh, overly exaggerated. Um, but yes, in each blind pack, you could get a, a variety of different special colors, which, you know, you might just think the same way as like getting a holographic card in a booster pack. Right, right. Pokemon yeah. Magic or whatever. Um, they were essentially like the holographic crazy bones. Um, so these were all the different colors and finishes that you could get. There was um, there was the toothpaste style, which had swirls of pearlescent color and white streaks throughout them. There were the gooeys, uh, which <laughs> I just can't for some reason think of without thinking of an Australian accent because it's funny and you just go gurry. They're so gooey. I don't know what to do with all these gurries. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. They're gooey. They're, uh, they're gooey. Uh, so I actually, honest to God, don't really know what the difference was with these. They, they didn't um, they didn't have a good picture of these. Uh, they just kind of looked like they, they were said melted differently into a uh, unique figure shape. Um. I really don't know what the hell they mean. I I, I feel like they're just like an alternate pose, okay. you know, for some of the other characters. Yeah. Um, there were the whistlers that had a whistle in them you could blow on. Uh, there was the precious metal, uh, which were super, super duper rare. They were like this very special color of gold. Uh, and then there was they were made, they actually just weren't they were just they were, gold. Re- they they were, were made actual of gold. gold. They were literally like this was a profitable endeavor. You could um, bring them to the mall. And and, so, and, and sell cash. them because at, at the mall, they buy gold. Cash for gold. Cash for bones. Yeah. Um, they also <laughs> had just normal metal that were not precious. Um, and they were just boring gold, I guess. I don't know. It said that this also came in gold. I'm like, well, what makes it different than the precious gold? Uh, but know. yeah, there was also silver and bronze. Rare, but not as rare. There was the sparkles, which were speckled with silver and gold dust. There were the jellies, which were clear and softly colored which i don't really know what to oh. say about a softly colored do they jelly like past like pastels uh, no, i don't know i mean they to me look exactly like i would say uh, a pastel is softly colored it it is but these aren't pastel it it really looked like if you opened up a pack of like those gummy shark fruit snacks mm, like i love those, those delicious i love those so much the shark bites um those like colors i don't know they okay. they, they kind of looked edible i feel like it would have been problematic um there was yeah. also there was also something called ice bones which i think is just my favorite name this it's is too cool. many kinds of bones i, I don't know why do you need this <laughs> well because there was nothing cool about them so they had to add some artificial <laughs> value you know 
right. um, by making these this way. Uh, so there's the ice bones, which were transparent and perfectly molded. Uh, I don't know what the fuck that means, um, but they were they were clear. They were clear and they kind of looked like they were made out of ice. And then finally, finally, okay. you're all like, what the fuck are we talking about here? Isn't this an episode about glow in the dark? Give it toys? to me. Give Guy. it to me. There was the glowies. And oh, the glowies had the, had this kind of like, you know, smoky white look to them. Mm. And uh, they would glow in the dark. And I must say that I, you know, I only got a few packs of Crazy Bones. It was one of those toys where I would get them and be like, do am I, do I like these? Am, <laughs> I, enjoy, am I happy? I'm getting these. Am, am I, I just these? buying bones because I'm Because I'm bored. Hmm. I feel like I wasn't sure, but the glowies were awesome. And so, you know, I, there were just a few that were glow in the dark. And the neat thing was that every crazy bone character could be any variety. It's not like, Oh, only this one guy is glowy. Um, So that was neat. And uh, yeah, I mean, they were just one of those toy crazes of the nineties meant to be a collectible tradable thing, Mm -hmm. trying to get you to buy a, fucking million of them um but honestly i don't feel like they ever really caught on with me or any of my friends because like pokemon's a thing and it's like only about a billion times cooler than Mm -hmm. anything that you know crazy bones could put out yeah Uh, but the thing is is that i was clearly in the minority because crazy bones sold really frigging well um there's a ridiculously long list of crazy bone expansions and you know subsequent lines that they did with all different characters that were themed after specific things you know they clearly felt like oh the generic just whatever shapeness of all of these crazy bones is not really doing it for people let's let's theme them on something that people give a shit about uh and they they really did keep going so yeah the crazy bones wikipedia page uh, has all of that so can i can i make a can i admit something to you yeah so this whole time you're talking about crazy bones and you've talked about them in previous episodes too i have to admit that i had them mixed up with something completely different in my head um every time that you have talked about crazy bones since probably probably forever time immemorial I have pictured tech deck dudes. Okay, now that is reasonable, but I never really owned tech deck dudes. But I, I, I totally, I, 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 I mean, thinking, I'm like, why do I think? Why am I linking this with brand skateboard. with skateboards? Yeah, right. Hmm. I I kept thinking that, and I'm like. You're n- you never mentioned skateboards. Why do you leave out the skateboards? Because nope. it's not tech deck dudes. Right. I was so in my head, I completely picture because they the tech deck dudes also look like nothing really, anything much. It yeah, they're like supposed thumb. to be a thumb. Yeah, they're supposed to be a thumb. Okay. With yeah. like a just extreme, you know, face on it. Anyway, yeah. so that's that's my uh yeah, that's my cross to bear. I have yeah, to no, that, that that's to that's pretty funny though, because that that really is gotta very, get up the, uh, very similar, similarly ugly, dumb, yes. collectible '90s thing. Um, just yeah. to quickly go through the sets, there was the original Crazy Bone series one. There was Evolution, Explorer, Advance, Power, Gold series, the England 2010 Crazy Bone Superstar, uh, 
Crazy Bone Gold Series Limited Edition Part 2. They did a trading card series, and then they did something called Crazy Bone's Edge. Um, and I I really could swear that there were some other... Um, Oh yeah, okay. No, no. Yeah, so there's there's a a series that that no, no. further down. Yeah, yeah. There's Disney, there's Dragon Ball Z. Um there's uh just a, a shit ton. I mean, there's probably like 30 entries here. I'm not even really sure wow. how to find all the information about these. But yeah, they they were a thing, I guess. And maybe more popular in the UK and in Spain. In Spain? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Crazy Bones. They were a glow-in-the-dark toy that I had. Worth mentioning. Weird. I definitely talked about these in the Collecting Dust episode. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's just an odd thing of like, did I love these? No. But do I remember them? Yeah, yeah. I do. For whatever reason, yeah. I still friggin' remember these. So Do I, I know. know that they're not tech deck dudes? I do now. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, now, now you all also know that these are not tech deck dudes. Yes, very important. Yes. Well, thank you very much for that. Sure. 8 bit. Yeah. Very, yeah, yeah. very nice presentation there. Sure. Uh, solid toy. I think uh, not too many people. I, I mean, I have heard you mention Crazy Bones a few times, but it's just one of those things like, I don't know. I haven't heard yeah. anybody else ever mention them. So, yeah, it's uh, it's worth a mention. We're remembering stuff. That's what we hey, do. We're old and we yeah, remember things. We're waxing. That's kind of a thing. So, um, all right. So, for my first toy of the second half, I am going to produce a toy. It doesn't actually glow in the traditional sense that we're talking about, but it does have glow in the name. I think everybody remembers Glowworm. Introduced by oh, Play yeah. School in 1982, Glowworm was a stuffed animal type doll, had a plush worm body with a molded plastic face. Inside the body was a battery battery powered device that when squeezed would light up the toy's face thereby creating the quote-unquote glow. Now, obviously, that's not really a glowing toy in the sense we're talking about, but I thought it was worth mentioning because it was a very popular toy, so popular that um, it actually ex got ex expanded into not, not only a television special. I think some people remember that it was a show. It really wasn't a show. It was a it was a special that was on one time. Uh, maybe they repeated it a few more times, but it was just like an hour long special or something. It was made by the same uh, animators that did My Little Pony. And they did wow. uh, the Glow Friends, which was the spinoff toy line uh, that was produced from 86 to 88. And the Glow Friends did glow in the sense that we were talking about. They were small. They were like three inch tall, little plastic figurines. They did. They were not posable, but each one was uh, based on a different insect or bug or slug or mollusk or something, some creepy crawly um, because we had glow worms. So now we have glow lots of stuff. There were boys, there were girls, there was all sorts of stuff. It was a very cute, very fun line of little figures. And I actually had a bunch of these things. I really, really liked them. They were really cool. And in fact, way back in the day, so this was the, uh, uh, my wife, Christine, AKA Mrs. Parasite. She did mention this in the pinned post as well, that she just kind of shared a picture of the glow friends. And uh, this was like something that when we were dating, we learned that we both liked as kids that were just like we we felt like nobody really talked about them or remembers them or anything like that we just both remember like having them and really liking them 
but they were really, really cute. They were sold as um, a single figure on a card, like an action figure, which is kind of weird because they really, I mean, they weren't really action figures in the traditional sense. Like I said, they don't, they don't, they weren't posable. They, they fit on your finger. There was a hole inside in the bottom. So like you could like use them as like finger puppets. Um, and they came with one accessory each, which was a little cloth sleeping bag. You could, you could just, you know, cause it's all bedtime themed. They all look right. sleepy. They all, they all have like heavy lids in their eyes. They all look very sleepy and, or very, very stoned depending on your, yeah, your, yeah. your age basically is going to dictate which one you really see there. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them I could mention, uh, there were actually over 30 in all. Some wow. of them were uh, glow snug bug. Glow Cricket, Glow Butterfly, Glow Spider, who had a little, she was, she was cute. She was like an old lady spider and she was knitting. And if you look at the, oh, she that's knitting, adorable. She, yeah, she's like knitting a little web. Kind of cool. Glow Snail, which is actually kind of one of my favorites. He really just looks so different than the rest because he's a snail with a big shell and he's just a little, little goy. Um, and I mean, there's just like so many different ones. Uh, Really, really cute, cool, awesome, fun little little guys for little kids. Um, then that line did really well, so they expanded it in uh, a few ways. So, like, like I said, you know, these are glow-in-the-dark toys, like we're talking about. So they fully glowed. Um, in all cases, I believe it's just their skin, which is that yellowy plastic that you're talking about that you mentioned earlier let's like you can tell and then their clothes or accents or hats or whatever they're you know other colors so those did not glow but all the skin parts glowed um which makes perfect sense because the glow worm toy the only the face glowed so like it was literally perfect um anyway so very fun glow in the dark little figures for for little kids um so then they expanded it and they came out with glow animals and friends and those are like vehicles basically they're larger animal buddies and um they had a little peg on their back so you could put any of the guys on them but uh and just have them ride and they had like you know you just push them along and they had wheels but the wheels were like on an imperfect sort of access. So it like kind of wobbled as you pushed it um, on okay. purpose. So it kind of looks like it's like, you know, scurrying along there. Kind of cool. Um, they had a, a bunny rabbit, a bullfrog, a country mouse and a duckling. And um, I had the, the bunny, city mouse. As, yeah. There's no city mouse. There's no shitty walk either. Uh, but there is, uh, I had the, I had the bunny because he was blue and I thought he looked really good. I, I, I just loved blue as a kid. It was just my favorite color. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always got everything that was blue pretty much. Actually, that's true for the soggy boglin too. The soggy boglin, the one I had was blue. Was blue. Um, but the, uh, the bunny rabbit is cool. And what I liked about these were each one came with their own exclusive little guy. So it came with, you know, the animal and one bug and they were all, Every other thing that was a vehicle or anything always had an exclusive. So it was pretty fun to collect. Honestly, I only had, like I said, just had the rabbit, but so the, the bunny rabbit came with garden ant, the bully frog is his name came with slugger bug. And he was like a, like a baseball themed little bug guy. Uh, country mouse came with cappy bug and uh, dipper duckling came with water bug. And, really fun like i said great collectible 
stuff there like you know that's the only way you can get those guys is to get the different animals that they came with but they're worthwhile you know they're they're great little expansion for your toy line the uh best one in my opinion i did have this the uh the biggest the biggest toy in the glow friends line was glow turtle he was so big you could uh open up his shell his shell looks like a beach ball there's like green and yellow alternating colors and you what you do is you spin half of the shell and it's actually two hemispheres basically and one like fit inside the other so you could spin it around and and it would be open and then spin it the other way and it would look like it was closed and you could actually fit like four or five of the little bug guys inside and push them along and his feet would move his head would bob up and down as he just kind of went along and he's just insanely cute really awesome love the glow turtle um he came with glow hopper like a little grasshopper guy and for some reason i i feel like this guy was my favorite like i decided that maybe it's because i like the turtle so much but i just really liked i don't know glow hopper i thought was really really cool looking um there was also a play set called Glowland, which i do not remember at all but it was like a big tree house kind of play set and uh looks really cool and finally i only learned about this uh, doing research for this episode, there is sometimes like you see um, with with especially older toy lines, they would, you know, they, it'd be popular for a few years and, you know, research and development's doing their thing and they're like told to, yeah, st- we want more. We want more stuff, like come up with new stuff, whatever. And sometimes things are, you know, a little bit too late to market. And then what happens is they miss their chance and the line is kind of dead by the, by the time it finally gets in stores and they kind of see the writings on the wall. So then they don't produce too many of that thing. And that is how you end up with a super rare, expensive thing that is on eBay for $800 each or whatever. Um, So there is a, there is one toy in the glow friends line that is like that. It was a character that was in the cartoon called glow dragonfly. And Glow Dragonfly is another ride-on toy, but he's bigger than the Animals and Friends because he can actually fit two guys on his back. He has two pegs, and you push him along, and he flaps his wings, and he's on wheels, and he's pretty cool. He's got a flight helmet, and he's got goggles over his eyes, and he's he's cute. He's great. And he comes with... Um, who does he come with? shuttle bug oh because right because he they were like the shuttle they were like the bus the dragonfly was like, he's like taking the bus so it's it comes a shuttle bug um so he's so, uh, so rare to find this guy so so he, here's just real quick so i i tried to find what this guy was worth and i i did find an entry on the the website worth point which will tell you like how much things sold in various old auctions like around the world but um i don't i don't have an account and it's not free to see uh what what the results are so it it is there so if anybody has a subscription to worth point um and wants to let me know what the glow dragonfly is i'd be i'd appreciate it that'd be cool but i don't know i i looked on ebay and I could not find one single auction for the Glow Dragonfly. That doesn't mean people aren't selling all the other things, though, because they're all there. The animals, the little figures, carded, loose, all different stuff. The figures pretty much go for around $25 today. And the 
Uh, right on animals, the smaller animals like the bunny rabbit are about 80 bucks to 100 bucks, but not one dragonfly is currently on eBay as we're, as I uh, record this. So um, kind of weird. And the extra other thing that just really weirds me out is I can't find one picture on Google Images or anywhere of an American packaging. Um, supposedly it did come out in America from what I read, but the only package that I can find, the only box... Uh, there's like a couple pictures of it and it's it's foreign so i'm not like it's not in english so i don't know it's 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 kind of it's kind That's of weird. really it's really rare this uh glow dragonfly i'm interested to see how much it goes for and um if anybody has one or has a picture of one i think it's i think it's just interesting i'm always interested in in those like incredibly rare like single figures or toys of a line like you know right. that late to market thing um pretty cool or they just for whatever reason didn't produce that many of it um so anyway that's that's glowworm and more importantly the glow friends pretty awesome toy line i i quite liked them and i think they should be remembered a little bit more definitely for little little kids i was very small when i was into these but like i was into glow friends and teddy ruxpin probably at the same time and um before like the he-man stuff and ninja turtles took over but very very fun and i uh, remember them fondly so i hope some mm -hmm. of you out there in listening land nice. do too nice uh yeah pretty cool so nintendo yeah what do you got for your uh your second pick there buddy so my second pick would be uh black star figures uh, which came out in 1981 from galoob now oh, right. um <laughs> a, a little <laughs> little backstory here uh, -oh. uh so uh many 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 moons ago, Parasite Steve was nice enough to buy me a uh, a gift. Air, air quotes, nice. Put that nice yeah, in air quotes. Yeah, and, uh, so so it, it ended up being uh, the, the complete series of the cartoon Black Star, and uh, I was super happy. I was I was stoked. I've never heard of it. It's an old cartoon show, and uh, so we figured, you know, let's just watch a couple episodes and and whatnot. And uh, to be fair, I hadn't heard of it either. Yeah, it yeah. just so it looked like, cool. Unknown. So it was like it was it was <laughs> it was cool like getting into something new. Yeah, yeah. We're like, oh, let's check this out. It's got a got a buff dude and a dragon on the front. I mean, I you love like those. Buff you dude. like that I shit? Mean, come on, the guy's in a loincloth and everything. Mm. What the fuck? That's that's that, my it's, thing. It's got you written all over it. Right. I know. Right. He carries a big ass sword. Or dude, so we I thought. Love swords. Um. Yeah. So <laughs> so we're we're watching it, and uh deep down inside i'm like wow this is pretty fucking bad how am i going to tell steve that i fucking hate this i feel show? like we couldn't even get through one episode yeah like, I, don't I, think just, I just and then, and then i noticed that like nobody was saying anything we're all like watching it was like uh, uh, oh, and then, no. and then steve, steve's like wow this show is terrible i'm like oh my god i agree <laughs> so bad <laughs> It was so bad, and, and uh, he's like, "Dude, I'll I'll take the, I'll take this back. I'll return it." And I'm like, "No, it's fine. It's fine. You buy it for me, you know, whatever. I don't care. I like the box art. The box art was is cool. I like it. Whatever. The show sucks. I don't care. Whatever." <laughs> yeah. So, so they came out with uh, a toy line for uh based off this show and which is weird because the show only had 13 episodes and, so uh, weird that's just and this so was weird. before like, he-man this is so the same short. company that did he-man so funimation right. so 
so you said the toys from what company made the toys? Uh, Galoob. Galoob, yeah. Did Galoob make the He-Man toys? I, that doesn't feel right to me. I feel like oh, it was I Mattel. Don't know. I feel like sure. Mattel like made He-Man. Or someone else can look it up. Because but, uh, they look similar. Yes. Yeah, very very similar. But I kind of feel like um, the quality uh, was not nearly as good. Yeah, Galoob did the, not do um, He-Man from what I could see. They did some Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. They did Micro Machines. They did... Uh, I mean, uh, I, I, they released the game genie. Uh, I don't <laughs> right. know biker mice from Mars. Like there, there was the A team. I don't know. They just they had a bunch of random shit, but they did not do He Man. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Right. So, anyways, these uh, the figures themselves did not glow in the dark, but they did have weapons that glowed in the dark, and. Uh, these figures were packaged with a trobit or a demon, or you can buy the trobit or demons individually. Uh, the trobits were also individually packaged, and there was also a four-pack gift set released uh, that was dubbed what Trobits the, of the, the Zagar Tree. I don't even know what. What the, the hell's hell is. a trobit? Uh, a trobit is a. Uh, uh, they're like little. They're like little creatures. They're like little teeny weeny little, little little creatures. They look. They look like um, dumbed down dwarves. Th- think of a uh, Snow White and the Drunken Seven Hobbits. Huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> Drunken Hobbits. I mean, they, they could be hobbits. I mean, they could be like the, the stupid cousins of of hobbits. Um, yeah, they're just really terrible, and uh, I don't know why anyone would want to buy those but um <clears throat> nobody did uh so <laughs> and, uh, th- th- they released a second wave and it was just a, a, a release of the first wave but they all had laser light features Ooh. so uh one of the uh the figures was uh, was uh overlord and uh he ha- he carries uh he- he's the main villain of the show and he's just so so dumb. Oh my god. Like So the the bad guy who is an overlord, his name, name, is, his name overlord? is overlord because they're fucking Perfect. lazy. Perfect. They're like I think they no, I down the kind of the show <laughs> and they're like, "Well, let's just run with it." And they're like, "Okay, well we came up with this villain. I mean, he's not all that impressive. What should we name him?" And in the his the, name the, the is Dictator. Like, oh, no, that's that's too real world. War. That's perfect. Dick fine. Tater, Richard Tater, <laughs> Dick Tater's precious, precious, <laughs> precious, precious. And Overlord has uh, half of uh, a sword. He has half the sword that the main character has. So the whole point of the show was to prevent Overlord from getting this other half of the sword. He's and... got the upside. I got the downside. See, there's right. two sides to every Schwartz. Right. Such a terrible show. So fucking bad. Um, so the list of figurines. You have John Blackstar, cleverly named. Uh, he he has the other half of the, the sword. And uh, you have uh, Tongo, who is... I. I guess he's like a 
don't want to say a tiger or something, but he carries like several weapons. He has like like a spear or like a uh, or like uh, gardening tools, which uh, it looks like they're gardening tools. I, I don't know, maybe he likes <laughs> he's, to garden. He's got a hoe. Like, he's not trying to murder people or whatever. Um, and then you have uh, so and all the fit all the all the weapons glow in the dark. Like yes, all these weapons glow in the dark. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. And uh, Gargo, uh, he looks like he's a bat. I guess I don't know. He just carries like a staff, and he also has like a little a little hook. Um, mm-hmm. You have Nep- Neptal. I, I guess he's. I'm, I'm assuming he's uh, an. Uh, he's like a like a water creature because uh, you know he he carries a trident. Because that's oh, like Neptune. Oh, Neptune. from Atlantis, for all I know. I just don't know. He's probably from Atlantis. Maybe not. Or at least Atlanta. Atlanta. Atlanta, Georgia. He's from Atlanta, Georgia. He's from Georgia. Mm, yes. And then you have Cadray, which I have no freaking idea what this character is supposed to be. He just looks like a freaking mess. He looks like. It looks like he was dropped on his head as a child so many freaking times. Like his head's all is all like weird and shit. But he carries a bazooka. Like it's so out of place in comparison to like all the other like the, how the the show is set up. It, it's set up, it's like okay, so you're in this prehistoric planet type place, and then this guy has a freaking bazooka. It makes no fucking sense. <laughs> then you have Mara. Who absolutely looks ridiculous because uh, her hair looks like a looks like one of those yeah. Japanese fans. <laughs> it looks like a Japanese fan yeah. stu- stuck on her head. It's so bad. And I think that looks like Kitana. Kitana, Kitana from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> hmm. I, and uh, her weapon, I swear to freaking Odin, it looks just like a freaking Charlie Brown tree. It is so dumb. Like, what the hell am I looking at? Like what the fuck? It it, is this? it just looks like a yeah. yeah it just it looks, looks like, like a, a lame, like, like, yeah, plant. Tree. Yeah, yeah. It's like a potted plant. Like what the heck? And then, then you have like the most like the stupidest freaking name. Like talking about like being lazy. Like name your, your character Overlord. You have Palace yeah. Guard. Hard plane. Well, he probably just was a palace guard. Like there was probably it's like probably him, like saying like stormtrooper. They could have given him a name. It's I mean, Chet. It's Chet the Palace Guard. Okay, we'll call him Chet. <laughs> Chet, we'll you betcha. And it looks like Chet, he uh he carries a uh, a super soaker type thing. I guess. Hmm. I don't know. I can't even make out what his weapon is supposed to be. Like it kind of looks like a gun. It looks like a gun. Like another Again, gun. Another misplaced. Why are there guns? Weapons. Like not misplaced, but more like uh, an, an odd choice that that just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so the there's uh, another line of the the Black Star toys, and uh, John Black Star is literally a repainted version of He Man. The only thing that's different is instead I was of having, uh, I, I'm I, I'm confused. Yeah, I, I just don't understand why it looks exactly like He Man because it, it came out first and and um, it was a different company. I, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I, I have I, no I, idea. I was wondering if they like made a Black Star later. Just I don't. I, I I was I was seeing it, but I'm just I'm just confused. I don't I don't get it. Yeah, it's really why weird. it looks exactly like He Man. 
I mean, he looks really cool. It definitely looks really yeah, cool. Yeah, he does, yeah. Um, so the only thing that's really different is, other than the, the head, uh, he uh, doesn't have the chest plate that He-Man does, but he has that, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, that thing he wears around his neck. It's not like it's not a necklace. It's like it's like a piece of armor or something that just covers his, okay. his sternum and his, and his uh, collarbone, and I don't know, it's really weird. Um, Let's call it a gorget. Gorget. Okay, we'll call it gorget. <laughs> um, and he has a belt that's different from He-Man's, but everything else is the same. It's just different colors. So yeah, yeah. that's that's. He does look kind of cool. He does look cool. I mean, yeah. I, honestly, and the, if I and there if is I a... ever saw him, I, I'd buy it because he. Looks yeah, cool. right. I mean, he's he's kind of cool. And the the there's also you didn't mention it, but there's a dragon, uh, like a a a big figure. It's, oh yeah, I don't remember what it, what it's called, but it's a big green dragon. It comes on the, comes in a couple of different like colors with the wings, I guess, depending on what version you have, or maybe it was yeah, uh, like maybe right. it was like regional or something like that. But th- there's a cool big dragon that is also part of the line that looked neat. I don't think yeah. he glowed or anything, but yeah, yeah, I don't think so either. But yeah, I don't in- think he had anything that glowed. In- yeah, interesting though that the the idea of like you know some toy lines did that where they had you know just the weapons would glow in the dark, like it seems like such a a cop out, but it was an easy way of just adding value to something. You're like, well, you know, it doesn't really make sense for the whole guy to glow in the dark. It doesn't really make sense for the the weapon to glow in the dark either. But we're we're just gonna cast it out of a single color piece of plastic, so might as well. And then you can say, oh, with glow-in-the-dark weapons. And like, okay, added value. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I think there that's what, what sold, really. It's like, it's like, like whoever, yeah. who, what kid watched Blackstar back then? Probably no one. It's like, oh, look, a well, toy that has a glow-in-the-dark weapon. I know. I want this. I mean, 13 episodes. Well, I mean, hey, Joe, you know, to be fair, you you have talked many times about Mighty Orbots, and that only had about that many episodes, right? I think Didn't it had that only less. had like ten or thirteen. Yeah, yeah it was it not very that, much. That show was way better. <laughs> oh yeah, and that but, show didn't I mean, have any toys. The fuck. <laughs> I know it's so weird that this had a toy line. I never knew it had a toy line, um, but sometimes you know fans develop quickly. I don't know. There's got to be somebody who liked Black Star out there. I mean, Maybe. I I wasn't a big fan of Silverhawks either, but. The Silverhawks toys, on the other hand, were amazing. Mm. Yes. The figures were cool and the big, like, the big hawk. The I know you had that. I remember you had that, Joe. Yep. Yep. Really cool. Oh, you know what? I take that that back. That was not a show I... I I just looked up Mighty Orbots toys, and I guess they did exist. Oh. It seems like everything had its chance at being a toy in the 80s. Yeah. In the 80s, yeah. Now I want one. Weird. Well, do they glow in the dark? No. Damn. Oh, uh, well, I guess we'll have to move on to 8-Bit Alchemy's second pick. Okay. Well, <laughs> I have a toy that is, uh, it's kind of, it, it also comes in a lot of different flavors. Uh, but this toy, I feel like I knew it for one very specific aspect of it, which I, you know, just in looking at it and everything I've learned is not the only thing. Uh, so the toy is Domino Rally. And I will I will preface this preface this by saying that I, I very 
distinctly associate domino rally specifically with the automatic domino dropping vehicle toy that you would load up with dominoes like a pez dispenser and it would drive along and it would poop out dominoes and you never had to set them up first world problem solved but Mm -hmm. that is actually just one accessory of domino rally that was sold and that was it was called the domino dealer domino rally as it's as it is um was also known as domino express which was a toy product manufactured by pressman toys in the late 80s 90s and early 2000s originally named domino track and designed by jason carroll a 16 year old boy good job jason you know i didn't do anything remotely noteworthy as a 16 year old boy um he did have help from his dad so you know he didn't do it all but um the design was submitted to america idea management also known as aim which i feel like is is a, is a criminal organization run by it, modoc it definitely is so, so i'm really not sure you know That's... why they would submit this domino toy idea to them well, it, it's because it stands for Advanced Idea Mechanics, and the idea of a machine that drops all the dominoes in a line that you don't have to do it because it solves your first world problem is an advanced idea that involves mechanics of some kind. So they read the the sign and we're like, this seems like a great place for our toy idea. Little did they know, however, that it was some some larger criminal mastermind organization mm-hmm. run by Modoc. Run by Modoc, right? Run by Modoc. So, Jason Carroll, you are forgiven, but truly, truly, truly bad call. You, you gotta, heart. you gotta do some research next time. Yeah, do you gotta vet your diligence. Yeah. Yeah, you got to vet your investors better, buddy. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but due to a lack of knowledge and finances of the original inventor, the idea was successfully patented later by Universal Product Innovations Incorporated and was manufactured by Pressman Toys Incorporated. Ha- take take whatever value from that as you will. I don't fully understand what happened there. I'm sorry, Jason. It seems like you kind of got screwed. I don't know. Um, so the idea behind Domino Rally was that they were these unique shaped dominoes that had one side of the domino that was cut out uh so it was a rectangular shape but instead of it being a perfect you know rectangular border the bottom side of it was open now what the actual innovation of was for domino rally was that you could pop these dominoes into a track and you could pop all of them into a track and then you could tilt the whole track up to write the dominoes upward after you've knocked them down. Um, And so that was kind of the main gimmick here is that, yeah, okay, rather than just setting them up on a table and then having to pick them up one by one, you're popping them in on this hinged track. And then once they're all standing, you can knock them over and then just kind of tilt the whole thing and wha-bam, you're ready to go again. Mm -hmm. Um, But the, you know, the dominoes themselves were really lightweight they were kind of flimsy they would fall over prematurely uh and some of them would get stuck you know if it was like a crappy mold or the or the you know the little hinge part wasn't perfectly smooth you know one of the dominoes might knock forward and just get stuck like partially up partially down and not knock off the next one but by and large uh, they were they were popular and they were you know a fun toy and a fun innovation to make dominoes less of a pain in the ass 
Uh, and to make but, Domino's a randomly popular toy that they were like advertising on TV all the time. Like, what a weird thing. Right, right. There like, weren't Domino's are there not weren't imitators. And they made it cool. It's like Domino yeah. Rally. Yeah. Blah blah yeah. blah. They so so the one that was, you know, most cool. I mean, they had they had, you know, normal, they had extreme sports edition, they had neon edition, but they also had the uh very spooky edition, Domino Rally Glow in the Dark ghost ride which was as they say an eerie chain reaction of spooky stunts and non-stop action uh it also happened to feature the very well-known often talked about in all circles the phantom mine i have no idea why but it says featuring the phantom mine as if i should know what that is um but i <laughs> I'm glad it's there. I mean, it definitely yeah. added value to it. But so this set was entirely glow-in-the-dark dominoes, which full stop right there, that's cool as shit. Just being yeah. able to put together a whole domino yeah, totally. set of glow-in-the-dark dominoes, turn off the lights, and then watch them go. That's awesome, period. Uh, I honestly, mean, Vanilla I, Ice would love that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he would He go would love that go. shit. You would, but well, they're you, you also turn off the lights and they glow. It's like mm, not you, right? They day, glow, day glow, day glow, day so, glow, day glow. But day they, glow. uh, this particular set also had other cool set pieces. So, you know, like I said, they, there were all these different plastic tracks that you could set the dominoes up on. Uh, there was a uh, part of it that looked like a haunted castle with ghosts in the window, there was a, a hanged skeleton, there was a guillotine that you could set up, and there was a uh, I'm sorry, the Phantom Mine, which uh, had a kind of, I don't know, it kind of had like a two, two-step approach where you could either put dominoes on the bottom minecart track or there was like a house higher up kind of thing that looks like a domino could like fall out of the higher part of it and then like, you know, go into a minecart and start this whole chain reaction. Um, it was really, you know, by far the most like characteristic cool version of domino rally and yeah i mean they were glow in the dark dominoes which is super neat very unique toy to like you said really hype up something as simple as dominoes which were a game in and of themselves already for a really long time and then the idea of stacking dominoes to knock them over was kind of just like a i it's it's almost like when kids were given dominoes originally and they're like, I don't know how to play this game. What the hell do we do with these? And then and they just, this is what they did with them. They set them up and knocked them down. It's not actually <laughs> what they're meant for. Like, there is a game. You, know, you set dominoes. them up and knock them down. But yeah, Domino Rally was cool. And Domino Glow in the Dark Ghost Ride Edition was the coolest, for sure. Uh, but I must say that I didn't actually personally uh own this toy this was a toy that parasite steve had and we had a laundry room downstairs that uh did my desk just disassemble i think it did uh so we had a laundry room downstairs and it above it was a huge shelf that had all of our board games and i remember going down there all the time with my mom and seeing 
the Domino Rally Box and thinking, oh my god, that looks so friggin' cool. I want to play Domino Rally Glow in the Dark Ghost Edition. And I think I only really fucked around with it a couple of times. I mostly was interested in the Domino Dealer as a feature of it and was the main thing that I remembered. But still a cool toy. Still very, very fun and noteworthy. And, uh, you know, it glowed in the dark. It was phosphorescent. Totally. So, hey, Mm -hmm. I, I think that it was worth a mention. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Right up. Heck yeah. Very, very good mention. Uh, I'm really, really proud of just like with the Retroids, like how different the types of toys that we found to, to present um, tonight. I think it's really, really fun. I hope everybody's having a good time listening. We only have one more and uh, I am going to give it to you. Um, if, if you guys, if you guys are ready, I'm going to do my best to prove Josh Neal is wrong. Because that's the funnest thing ever. So Josh, Josh said the king of the glow-in-the-dark figures was Duke Nukem from Captain Planet and the Planeteers as well. That Can't forget them too. Um, which was a great, great choice. He's definitely an amazing glow-in-the-dark figure. Personally, my favorite of all time, the, the king of the glow-in-the-dark action figures in my mind is from the masters of the universe line like we were just talking about he-man with black star so the master of the universe the character is scare glow <laughs> so scary. i think this character is amazing i love this character so much and his entire purpose is to have a glow-in-the-dark character like glow-in-the-dark figure like like i said just like with captain planet you know it's not like all the other action figures had glow-in-the-dark components. No, they're like, we are making a character around a glow-in-the-dark figure. There is the only reason for this guy to exist is so we can have a glow-in-the-dark action figure. That's the whole thing. So Scare Glow is basically a living skeleton that has a purple cape and really fashionable boots that have three toes, just like Skeletor. He also has a weapon that is a green like axe thing that looks remarkably like the scythe that Buffy gets in her last couple of episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's like the ultimate weapon that she gets. It looks a lot like that. It's very strangely similar. Uh, It's just like a long polearm version of that, but it's just all solid green and it does not glow. Um, But it turns out that there there were some versions of him. There were like two releases of this figure and one of them, it did glow. I don't know. I don't know. It's like they're like, what are we thinking? Oh my god! The next, the next run, we got to make it glow. It's so stupid. But um, anyway, he's really cool. He kind of looks like Skeletor. He's got a crack in his dome, and uh, he's got a like I said, the cool purple cape, and and uh, it's got a big like Doctor Strange collar. And uh, so, according to Wiki Grayskull, uh, which is a real thing, you should definitely check out if you're a He-Man fan. Scareglow is a ghost who labors in service to Skeletor. He's a skeletal ghost warrior who has a solid but translucent body in most incarnations. And like I said, he's got the uh, the two versions of the Scythe of Doom. Um, so he was introduced to the toy line pretty late in the game in 1987. His action figure is notable for its glow-in-the-dark special feature, the, the bones, um, which are all just, you know, painted over blackness you know they, they like painted the whole action it's basically a, a 
a naked Skeletor. They painted black and then painted bones on top of that, you know, pretty much. But in the dark, he looks really, really good. Like it looks like it's just a skeleton. Um, and he was, since he was one of the last ones produced, uh, figures were, uh, fewer figures were selling by that point. Um, and like I was saying with the glow dragonfly, less were produced. So scare glow is actually a bit rare as it goes. Um, and I guess the, uh, the glow in the dark scythe of doom is, uh, like the last version that was produced for him. So another, just, just kind of funny thing that like, I just found on wiki grayscale and I think is like kind of hilarious. So on the package, it says scare glow. Like, you know, they, they would oftentimes like action figures would come with like a story of who they were on the back. Like I know Ninja, Ninja Turtles always had that like card you could cut out on the bottom left and it would have a little bio of the character. But yeah. anyway, so scare glow, it said, according to the packaging was, um, let me say. So he was he was labeled as the evil ghost of Skeletor. That's what it says on the package. The evil ghost of Skeletor. So it's Skeletor so, after he dies. Right. It's Skeletor after he died. It's Skeletor as a ghost, right? That's what you would think. So I mean, and he looks like Skeletor. His face is basically the same it's just painted a yeah. little bit different like it's the same he's he's obviously the ghost of skeletor so so i mean i remember thinking that and i thought that like he absolutely was the dead skeletor and that made it even cooler and apparently everybody thought that because it says that how are you not going to think that and i guess in like some comics or something they they had they they like expanded on it and the creators were like oh that's not what we meant it's not it's not skeletor it's a different guy it's it's scareglow and they're like well like, yeah but it says evil ghost of skeletor and they're like oh yeah but like like that's not we meant like like he was like he worked for skeletor like you'd say like oh he's he's the butler of skeletor you know, or like the guard of Skeletor, or like the the accountant. It's, it's of the ghost of Skeletor. He's the ghost of Skeletor. It's like a job. He's just his profession. His job is to be a ghost for Skeletor, and they thought that the best way to say that was that to say he was the ghost of Skeletor. He's a, he's of him. He works for him. It's like no, that that's not what that means. But anyway, so I just think that that's funny because like. They're all like, oh, oh my God, like, oh, we got to fix this. We got to like, okay, we're going to fix it in the comics. Make sure they know it's two, two guys. Um, and in the notable, in the 2021 Netflix cartoon series, Masters of the Universe Revelation, Scareglow makes a very memorable appearance and is vo voiced by the great Tony Todd of Candyman. Amazing voice for this really awesome character. And I just loved this episode that he was in. I, I quite enjoyed uh, both of those halves of that new show. It was Revelation. I can't remember what the second one was called. But um, I thought that was a pretty fun show. And I thought that the uh, Scareglow appearance was amazing. They really did a good job, like, making him feel like, you know, there was some gravitas to his appearance. Like, he starts to glow, and then there's the laugh and the voice, and, and it's like, oh, my God, it's Tony Todd. It's, it, was, it, was, it was very cool, and he starts, and he's actually, you know, just a glowing skeleton, and, and then you see him in the light. It's like, oh, my God, it's Scareglow. Like, they did, they did just an awesome job. 
um, treated him well. So anyway, that's my personal, uh, my personal king of all glowy action figures is, is Scareglow. So, uh, so yeah, that, uh, that's it. I, I think we've done it. We did, we did half a, half the episode and we just another half the episode jammed an octoponder in the middle. And that's, that's a whole episode sandwich. I mean, it's a, it's delicious. Yeah. I, I thought it was delicious. I hope you guys it's should be, but we should be all over the place. Um, so, you know, it, as I look at my watch, it is almost time to catch that horizon. That's what the watch says. It's not a clock that it's almost time to catch that horizon o'clock. <laughs> uh, but before we say goodbye, we do have one more thing to get to. So, uh, Nintendo, if you're ready. Oh, I'm ready. So let's go to this. You got your spiked gauntlets. You got your bullet belt. You got your leather jacket and your denim. You got your hairspray. Well, put them on, because it's time for another edition of Power to the Metal. Welcome back, everyone. This is Nintendo with another Power to the Metal segment. And, uh... I got this little, little, little band I want to talk about, and that band is called Living Wreckage, from uh, good old Massachusetts. I love me some Massachusetts metal. And uh, hell what's yeah, cool, local. What's cool about local this music. band is that this is a supergroup consisting of members from Anthrax, Shadows Fall, Death Ray Vision, and Act of Defiance, and they just released their debut album. Uh, last month, uh, September 23rd, and I have to say, it is fucking amazing. I, if I were to rate this album, I would give it a 10 out of 10. There is wow. not a Damn. single bad song on this album, which I wow. do not say very often. There's always at least like one or that, two, one that or two uh, stinkers. Um, uh, yeah, I, I love this album so much. The songs I, that I always go to is Breaking Point, The Voices Lied, and Sink Below. Uh, my least favorite would have to be The End of the Line. It's not a bad song. I mean, it's still, it's, it's still a good song. I'll still listen to it. Um, but it, for me, it's definitely like the weakest out of the nine songs that are on the album. And uh, everyone delivered. It's so good. It's like it's a good mix of hard rock and thrash metal. It's definitely like some thrash metal elements. And uh, there's some like melodic singing. There's some screaming if that's your thing. And it's it's just so good. It's like it's all I've been listening to. Um, and I listen to a lot of stuff. And I usually don't listen to the same album on repeat. Like I have with this one. It's been a long time since I've done something like that. And that's saying a lot because I'm very picky with music and movies and everything. So, I mean, I... He's right. It's, it's He's true. right. Hashtag facts. And it's it's so good. I highly recommend you guys checking it out. I mean, if you love... If you love the double kicks, the triply triplies, the squealy squeals... <laughs> the middly middlies. The twin lily ladies. Then this album is definitely for you. It is so good. I highly recommend it. And uh, they have, nice. uh, you can buy uh, buy the album from uh, their band camp. Just look up uh, uh, Living Wreckage. 
just it's a, just a uh, self-titled album. You can buy a, a record or a vinyl or just download MP3s if you want. You can listen mm-hmm. to it for free on there as well. Um, I mostly just use Spotify for that kind of thing. But uh, if you want to buy physical, Bandcamp is the way to go. And if you buy the album yep. on Fridays, the band gets more money. Like the normally when you buy stuff from That's sites true. like Bandcamp, Bandcamp will always take like a, a percentage. But because of the pandemic, Bandcamp for the past two years now, every Friday they waive like any kind of like fees or whatever, so that the 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 artist gets one hundred percent of the earnings for that day. So if you want to buy, very cool. If you want to buy an album, do it on a Friday and buy this mm. album. It is yep. so goddamn good. And that's usually when very I cool. buy stuff on Bandcamp for sure. For sizzle. Nice. I I'm so happy that you are this enthusiastic about this this album so uh, we've we've seen these guys yeah uh, saw them they, they uh yeah we saw them because our buddy randy carter and his band swarm of eyes they uh they opened up for these guys it was kind of like a whole big day of metal local metal and stuff like that but living wreckage i think were the headliners right? yes yeah was there one band after them i think i think they were the, the okay. headliners they were great, and uh, yeah. I—I I mean, I was a fan of—I uh, don't know his name, but the singer is is great. Uh, Jeff. He was uh, in Death his Revision. last name. His first name is Jeff. Um, Jeff. I mean, he's—he's he's so freaking good. Yeah. And he's so good at being clean, and he's so good at being at doing the growls. And I was impressed with him back with Death Ray Vision, and when we saw, you know, Living Wreckage, I didn't—I remembered him, like yeah. just—he's—he's—I he's very distinct looking and yes. he has like long red hair and stuff. So like, I, I remembered him and, uh, and when he was, when he was up there singing, I'm like, Oh yeah, right. It's the death ray vision guy. And, uh, I love that. I love this guy. Like, I love this band. This band's fantastic. Like they, they kicked ass. So much. So ass. That's really so freaking cool that the entire album is as good as that, you know, in your opinion. I mean, that, that's, that yeah. is great because yeah, you, you are hard to please. So that's, that's really cool. I'm so happy. Yeah, I, d- I didn't even know it, it had come out. So, see that this is why you got to keep doing these uh, these power to the metals. You know, you know, That's I learned right. stuff. We all learned stuff. We all learned and grew together. It's we true. Did. It's true. And uh, you episode. know, Gene Simmons likes to say that rock is dead. I say he's full of shit. You just have to look in the right places. They're there. Right. It's it's absolutely everywhere like you just you know there there are scenes everywhere in every country yep. they're all slightly different but you can find whatever you like in general but yep. uh yeah gene's just out of touch he's 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 just an old man yelling at yelling at flies i don't know what he's <laughs> um all right guys so i think uh with that uh we can we can get on out of here uh does anybody have any any promes they want to they want to drop in the tasty prome section of the program? No. No, I'm good. Meh. I'm good. Yeah, good. I'll just say uh, my new book, Black Honey, uh, is coming out for pre-order in a couple of days. So today, uh, if you're listening on release day, this episode came out Tuesday. Um, I think Friday is when we're opening up the pre-orders. It's Thursday or Friday. Um, it's the end of this week, and you'll be able to go to 
roughhousepublishing.com and uh, you can pre-order the book right there. There's all the different versions. Uh, there's a really cool press release talking all about it and got some early reviews there to check out in case you think I, I'm just full of my own crap, which I am full of my own crap. I do make my own crap. It would be weird if I was full of someone else's crap. Boy, would it? I'd be just mm. biologically unexpected. Um, maybe impossible. I don't know. But anyway, so if you're interested in uh, reading horror and uh you like short stories this is my first short story collection of all my my own stuff so i have some of these stories have been in other collections um earlier in the episode i mentioned slay there is a story in that that i wrote and it is in this book too it is in black honey as well that, that is no god but hunger but about half the book is uh i think about 60 percent of the book is all brand new stuff so yeah pretty cool I would awesome. love it if you would check it out and uh, snag a copy. It would really be amazing. Um, so yeah, roughhousepublishing.com is the website and that'll just be in a couple days. So pretty exciting. I'm pretty excited. Very yeah. exciting. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Glow in the dark toys. If you glow now, if you didn't glow before, now you glow, which is the important thing. Really. It sure I hope, is. Hope you guys had a good time uh, because guess what? That, that, that pretty much, Pretty much, you know, pretty much wraps you up. You know, pretty much wraps up the episode. I mean, pretty much. Pretty much. Wraps I mean, pretty episode. much, yeah. So if you haven't jumped, jumped, I mean, pretty much. And we say that a lot. It's not funny. Yeah, pretty much. You pretty much say that uh, a lot. Yeah. We pretty much say it a lot. If you uh, haven't jumped ship by now, we, we pretty much hope you've enjoyed this uh, week's journey over the treacherous waters of all the things that made growing up awesome and spooky. If you liked what you've heard, please hit that little subscribe button and like us on Facebook and Twitter, as well as being part of the inebriate, inebriate, the inebriate podcast <laughs> network. Retro Red Octopus, hey, that's us, is a full-fledged member of the Dorkening Podcast Network. So if you get a chance, please check out our sister shows like Epic Tales from the Sewers. And hey, shout out to Justin Cooper from Epic Tales of the Sewers because he, he just got married. So congrats, Cooper. We love you, buddy. Congrats, also, sir. yeah. Also, that strange show, Shark Bites, Amalga Files. What is that noise? Mostly ghostly. Oh, there's over 40 shows on the Dorkening. Also, Splash Pages. I've been lucky enough. I got to go on Splash Pages a few times recently. It's a great bunch of guys. Uh, for more information or to subscribe to us or to any of these great shows, please visit, please visit thedorkening.com and be sure to check out our killer sponsor, Deadly Grounds Coffee which is coffee for zombies, humans, werewolves, uh, Cenobites, were, uh, were bears, other were things, were bandicoots, all sorts of wares, like all the wares basically drank this coffee. Deadly Grounds Coffee, it is coffee to die for. I have been your host. My name is All Hallows Steve for the next few days anyway, and it is indeed a sad thing that your adventures have ended here. Good night.